Good evening, everyone. Let's get started without me testing this. Let's see if it goes okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and welcome to this <laughs> royal edition of All Crossed Out. It is Wednesday night. <laughs> Good evening, the lady. Dear Noah, how are you this evening? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. I just had my <laughs> evening tea. <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> Welcome to the bad British accent hour. <laughs> My British accent's only good when I'm doing a wizard voice. I can't do a anything non-magical and my British accent goes right away. Like a Harry Potter. See, I can do that. <laughs> Your voice just went so high. Like I didn't I... even realize it was going that high. You're a wizard, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sure, this is quite well, dignified. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know this is. We really shouldn't be. We really should be more somber. We really should be more somber yes. about the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth. Again, look, we talked about like people being like super toxic and like awful just to be like edgy on social media. But I also think it's not like what we're doing is not. <laughs> criticism worthy particularly i gotta start i have an anecdote a breaking news anecdote that's related to this so the long-awaited uh next game in the legend of zelda series uh finally got a release date from nintendo it's coming out next may but it also had its um a long-awaited title reveal so nobody knew what the name was going to be everybody was calling it breath of the wild 2 uh, but the, t the title was revealed, and mysteriously, the stream was cut off in England. You're Why? Going to tell me, Noah, what is the title <laughs> well, of the lady, new Zelda game? Well, Lady Jennifer, it's, fun, it's funny you ask, because the title of the new Zelda game happens to be Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my, did they, they made a game about us. They got it out that quick. <laughs> now That's I get it. Now I gotta ask something. Like, okay, if the movie was called, if the if the game was called something like "Ha Ha the Queen is Dead" or something like that, <laughs> fine. You know, we just we just passed nine eleven, and there are uh, several uh, stories that are like adjacent, uh, like uh, uh, entertainment world stories that happened like right around nine eleven that were influenced by it. Album covers that had to be changed. Um, uh, Spider Man. Uh, uh, the, the 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 Sam Raimi Spider Man movie mm -hmm. uh, had like the the the, um, the the World Trade Center and its promotional material and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the band Dream Theater had like a live New York album that had like uh, the the New York City skyline on fire with the, the twin towers right in the middle. And yeah. if you have that one now, it's probably worth some money because they had to change it. Um, yeah. All that stuff. And so like 
fine. But like Tears of the Kingdom, that's if anything, that's like people would say like, wow, how serendipitous that that's the title. And they waited until now. Wow, that's that's almost like uh, that's almost like the rainbow that appeared above Windsor Castle on the day that she passed. You know, instead, they like panicked. and were like, oh, no, kingdom sadness. <laughs> Censor it immediately. <laughs> Hayaku. <laughs> they were terribly, terribly yes. afraid of offending us in our, our time of national mourning, and that's that's very kind. But they need to have concerned themselves. We we understand that it's a video game that's been in production for years longer than it should have been, and so therefore it has nothing to do with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So. Uh... A lot of like uh, a lot of brouhaha around the Queen's death. Obviously, uh, you know, obviously, not a any head of state dies. It's a big deal. Uh, monarch dies. It's a big deal. But especially like for both, the, you know, like how much of a like an influential kind of uh, um, um, impactful figure of our time she was. Yeah, relatively speaking, right? Just in terms of like uh, continuity and stability, and in, in, in quotation marks. Um, so obviously it's a big deal. And, you know, and obviously they're going to be talking about it a lot here and in other countries. As well. And, you know, and, but, there, you know, there's like the, 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 you got your kind of regular things that happen. One thing, for example, that I thought was very interesting was that uh, in, uh, in Edinburgh, the procession was interrupted by some guy who heckled Prince Andrew. Uh, that if you don't know, is like a close associate of, uh, of Epstein or something. We don't, right? we don't discuss that. Uh, yes, exactly. Lady Jennifer, I know it's very uncouth to air your dirty laundry public, but I believe Prince Andrew was like implicated in the, in the, in the, uh, the scandal. In the Epstein, yes, in the, the Epstein Island and stuff. I'm not going to say anything definitively because nobody was convicted of anything. And I don't know. I think he was implicated uh, in a way that was, uh, you know, like robust enough that like some dude, yelled at him that he's enabled whatever sexual assault of children and nobody said like you're lying they just said like you're being disrespectful of this funeral sir right i mean and by said that i mean the police literally arrested him because you're not allowed to do shit like that in the united kingdom yes unlike in the u.s we don't have the first amendment so you can't just simply yell out things about the monarchy in public, especially not during a funeral procession. The, the, we arrest people for that. So you yeah. cannot just simply yell things at Prince Andrew. Yes. I mean, I mean, you're right, Lady Jennifer, but also um, the, it's not the, you know what I mean? Like if he had yelled uh, outrage, I get it. Jingoistic outrage. Again, I'm from I'm from from Israel, a small country that has a lot of nationalist pride. And when things like that happen, when things that are like that feel like they're deliberately antagonistic to things that um, that uh, nationalist pride kind of uh, uh, is where it's accepted that you need to be respectful of a certain thing. And if people do something that goes against that, like the anger can be very like uh, palpable. Uh, like, for example, in Israel, like during Memorial Day in Israel, there's like a siren. There's like a moment of silence. But instead of it being silent, they uh, they like uh, they sound off all of the air raid sirens all over the country. So there's like a blast. It's like a it's not a warbling blast. It's like a steady blast for like uh, 60 seconds. And everybody stands 
Still, they stop their cars on the side of the road, but not everybody does that. For example, like ultra-Orthodox Jews don't like to do that. Uh, uh, Arab Israelis who, you know, don't feel that uh, they're particularly like part of that don't like to do that. And sometimes people are antagonistic about it and they get lots of hay for it because people feel like it's a, it's, you're doing it to like, you're twisting a knife into some kind of aspect of national pride. And so I feel, I, I understand why someone would feel like, fuck that guy. If you're like British and you feel like affinity for the, you feel pride of the Royal family or whatever. But he wasn't saying fuck the queen though. He was saying, like, fuck you for, like, walking out here in this, like, national thing, parading out in public, having gotten away with this, like, terrible crime, you know? When we're trying to bury our queen mum and pay our respects, this is no time for such <laughs> things. It is very disrespectful and rude. Everybody is lining up in, in a queue, and I believe in America you call this a line. <laughs> line, I believe, but there's a queue. It's a very long queue, and you go stand in it to pay your respects to the queen. <laughs> how many? Lying in how it's a very many, long line. How you many, to stay overnight. How many spans long is the queue, Lady Jennifer? How many I, fathoms? No, that's depth. <laughs> how many <laughs> leagues? How many leagues long is it? <laughs> it's quite a few. As I said, you could have to wait to get overnight to pay your respects to the Queen. But yet, loyal British citizens line up to pay their respects to the Queen, as we do here in Britain, because we do love our Queen Mum and so, so very much. much. Yes, and much so much like people here like wait online for like an iPhone or like a or like a, a, a BTS concert tickets. <laughs> People in England uh, line up to uh, pay respects to the Queen. Um, the state funeral is going to cost lots of money. Okay, here's a story that I read where I was like, ugh, right? Something that is like one of those like stories that it, they don't make you like hate anybody in particular, but they do kind of uh, uh, illustrate the ridiculousness of our world. So uh, I guess marmalade sandwich was a thing that the queen was famous for you know in the same way that like ronald reagan was famous for liking jelly beans speaking about the white house i actually visited the white house during the reagan uh, administration when they still did white house tours i was a very very young child but a, a specific memory that i have from that was that there were jelly beans there on the tour for you to take because the president loved jelly beans right mm -hmm. And so kind of in that same way, the queen is famous for uh, marmalade sandwiches. And so people left tons and tons of marmalade sandwiches outside of the thing to the point where like the police had to say like, don't bring marmalade sandwiches. Meanwhile, like there's like people there who can't, who don't have anything to eat, right? Why didn't the police be like, well, but that's the thing. Here's the ridiculousness of our world. Because the police can't say like, look, if you want to make the queen a marmalade sandwich, make one and give it to a homeless person. You're not allowed to fucking do that. You can't do that here. They fucking poison the food they throw out at restaurants because of like uh, the liability issues of a homeless person eating out of the garbage and then suing the city. Like that's absurdity, all right? When I was in the military, we used to make vats of rice that were so big that I could get inside of them to clean them. And sometimes we would throw like three quarters of that shit in the fucking garbage, right? 
And I would, I would be appalled. I remember thinking like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Like, look at all this rice. And I'll, I will, I will break character from Lady Jennifer for a second. <laughs> you can't those... do this the entire hour. <laughs> of course not. But watch those... me, watch <laughs> me do it, bitch. <laughs> I'll do the podcast like this forever now, just because you said that. <laughs> 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 but seriously, every time those videos make the rounds on social media of people going out in public and or- orchestrating, like, sort of, like, not food drives, but, like, you know, they bring food out for the homeless people. And it's not, you know, sanctioned and you don't have your permits and your licenses and stuff. And then the cops show up and literally destroy the food in front of hungry people. Like, I can't. I, I can't handle that. Like, that's just... Why? It's just so... Yeah, so and, 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 yeah, it is. And so I say stuff like that, like, I get it, right? I don't, some you know, if, if some people's first instinct when they see that is go like, oh, fucking capitalism, right? Which is, like, totally ridiculous. Like, the point is, like, a complex world, right? Think about the, the interlocking systems of our society, stuff like homelessness and stuff like food and liability issues with municipality as different kinds of uh, puzzle pieces that all need to fit together in this weird uh, kind of 3D puzzle. And there are gaps in that. You're never going to get everything to fit perfectly. Like imagine a system that has zero government waste, zero theft, Nobody cheats on their taxes ever and everybody pays exactly how much they're owing and stuff like that. That can't, you know, that's utopian and impossible, right? And so in the gaps between those systems happen things like this or like, you know, uh, homeless proof benches, you know? Right. I'll, I'll even climb up on my soapbox here and say it has nothing to do with capitalism. This is people voluntarily trying to fill a gap that the state is leaving by not taking care of these people. They're trying to step into the breach, trying to provide what the state is not providing, and they're not being allowed to by the state. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but I mean, an anti-capitalist would say the situation in which that even needs to happen is the result of exploitative capitalist systems. Whatever, we can fight about the economics of this forever. But the point is, it's, it's everything. It's true, yes. It's true that some people get ground up under the 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 cogs of capitalism and end up like spit, you know chewed up and spit out and and then they uh, can uh, be denied help that they might want because of government systems and stuff and so they're fucked by everything. It's not you know I like the term monocausal. Nothing is monocausal, ex- you know, except on like Twitter. Right. And it's just like it's it's everything touches everything. And there's a whole policy discussion that we can go into where people try to flatten out policy to make things be A is because of B. Like, no, A is because of things B, C, D, E and F. And they're all related. So you kind of have to address everything if you want to fix this one thing. And then that's where people kind of tune out because that's a lot. And that requires a lot of incrementalism and it requires a lot of very hard unsexy slogging work to unwind these systems that have created this situation in the first place but anyway yeah so uh and so yeah like and so the the cost of the queen's funeral i mean what are you gonna do 
I mean, I like you're right that it's that that it, when you paint it like that, like oh, X amount of British families will go to bed without dinner tonight, and the Queen's funeral costs three million pounds that's taxpayer funded. I mean, I guess you're right, but like, what are you gonna do? So I was telling Jen, let me find this. Here's my excuse to fucking bring this up. <laughs> I was telling Jen an excuse to bring this up. See, I should have done this without us talking, because then you wouldn't have had to hear me talk about this twice. Uh, there was a controversy early, early-ish in Trump's presidency, uh, like a year into his presidency, where there was a report that uh, uh, Air Force One was getting a new refrigerator, but that it cost millions of dollars, right? Let me look, let me click on this link and see if it says how much it actually cost. Um, Suffice it to uh, say, a lot more than you would think a refrigerator would cost if you were just thinking about, like, going to Lowe's and buying a refrigerator that would be of a size to fit on it. Yes, it was in, yes, it was like in the many millions, it was like in the many millions of dollars. Uh, Oh, did they end up canceling it? Wait, when is my thread from? Because I just Googled this. Wait, January 26 is my thread. This says June 5th. I did, so why did it cancel it? I wonder, hold on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The cancellation was later informed. The order was created, blah, 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 blah. Although serviced on a regular basis, right? Current, yes, Refrigerators, the high price tag. The contract was canceled due to looming introduction of a new. Oh, okay, there you go. So whatever. So what, okay, so here's the story. So eventually they canceled this because they were like, it doesn't, like, we're gonna, we're doing, we're like, they bought two new planes for our first one. So they were like, we're not oh, gonna. So, yeah. yeah. So the story was this. 24, Air Force One was getting a new refrigerator and it cost $24 million, right? And this was a big, oh, fuck Trump. What is he getting? A gold-plated mini bar on Air Force One and stuff like that. Turns out it was this, like, super complicated fridge that needs, like, a uh, long-lasting supply of food so that it can act as, like, the mobile command center in case of nuclear war. They need the president's blood and blood bags in Air Force One. It all needs to be uh, custom-made and then FAA certified. And, like, the contract was going to take, like, two years. So you're talking about, like, two years' worth of engineering something, testing it. Oh, and it was also two of them because they needed one for Air Force Two as well. There's two aircraft, right, that are essentially identical. Yeah. So designing and building and testing and certifying two of these things over two years. So I said, yes, it sounds like super expensive. Wow, $24 million. Yes, that's a lot of money. But it's not, it, they're not just throwing it at something lavish. It's something that neat. It's something that's like necessarily costs a lot of money because you can't just go buy something like that off the shelf. And of course, for the queen's funeral, as she was the second longest reigning monarch in world history, obviously this is a very, very prestigious event. World leaders from across the globe are going to be attending the Queen's funeral. And so, of course, there are security concerns to be concerned about. And, of course, this is the funeral of our beloved, dearly departed Queen Mum, who deserves to be sent off with every every bit of pomp and circumstance that is due to her. As she was a monarch who reigned over a very, very important part of British history, 
she was with us for a very long time. And so, of course, you don't simply want to just throw her in a box and dump her in the dirt. <laughs> well, but also, yeah. And some of this money is like to pay the like the overtime of like cops who have to because there's going to be millions yes. of people coming to the city. Like, again, even if they just threw her in a wooden box and walked her to Westminster Abbey. You know, a million yeah. people would show up in London and then you need, like, everyone on the force to, like, not take the day off. And so you need money to pay them for their overtime. And they're just, like, working dudes, right? They're not some beat cop who needs to, like, man a barricade so that people don't just, like, run roughshod around the entire fucking city. It, you know, like, again, some things cost a lot of money because they're big things. They're, like, big uh, – and – and uh, um like you said, security for world leaders. Also, I don't know if the royal family, like they say taxpayer money, right? But I don't know if this isn't money that is, yes, taxpayer funded, but like has been put aside over time to serve as some kind of like royal funeral fund or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe not. But, but I know that a lot of the people who are angry also don't know this either. They think like, Oh, they're taking away three million pounds that we're gonna, you know, feed an orphanage, and so now that orphanage isn't gonna get its food, right? That's not that's not how shit like that works, kind of. I mean, a little bit, but not really. Right, and there is an important point to be made here that this is taking place at Westminster Abbey, which means, I mean, it's not a public event, like it's not gonna be open to the public. But I mean. By virtue of it being at the Abbey, it is a semi-public event in that everybody knows where Westminster Abbey is. Like, if you want to go, like, outside of the Abbey and you want to stand there and you want to be present for that, obviously you can do that. And I'm sure there's probably going to be, like, big, huge screen set up so that people can watch it if they want to sit outside. It's going to be a huge public event. You are going to need a lot of police presence just to make sure that, you know, nothing crazy happens the same way you do any big, huge public event. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And of course it's going to cost a lot. I mean, it's the same way. Like, I'm not sure how much like a funeral for the president costs, but I mean, obviously like even when former presidents die, obviously they, they lie in state in the rotunda and they stay there for a couple of days and people go pay their respects. And then normally the funeral is they, Again, not public event, but semi-public in the way that, like, whoever wants to show up can show up to the site, and then it's, like, televised and everything and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of expense that's going to be involved with that. I mean, even more so for a queen, because I'm sure there's going to be, like, I'm sure her coffin is going to be very nice. I mean, and especially if it's going to be on display, it's not just going to be, like, some whatever, just cedar box. Like, I'm sure it's going to all be very nice and... She's going to be nicely presented. I mean, I don't know if they do open casket or closed casket, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big event. So yeah, it's going to cost money. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, and also like, I'm trying to like find some more uh, info about it, but uh, so the last state funeral that they had, cause this is a state funeral, the queen mum, yes. the queen mum. Mom, <laughs> who died in the, Queen Mom. Yes, who died in uh, 2002. She didn't have a state funeral. Yeah. She had a uh, like a, a ceremonial funeral, I guess. Uh, and so the last state funeral that Britain had was for Churchill. Okay, in 1965. Yeah. So it's also not something that happens all the time, right? Yeah. It's a very infrequent. So I don't know. Like I'm. 
it's hard because because I I hate government waste a lot. I hate like unnecessary government lavishness, like Biden flying the Delaware on the plane. That bothered me less for climatey changey reasons and more for like uh, can you like can you not? Does it can like? Can you just be in the car, maybe, and not the plane? Because you're I don't not really know. going all that far. Yeah, I don't know. Like it feel like I, whatever. I mean, I know well, that, that that's the way the presidency works, and that's just it. But I don't know. Can he and, can he not fly to Delaware and Marine one? And that's actually funny that you bring that up because something that's become kind of a controversy in more like climate changey progressive circles is the idea of celebrities doing like little micro flights like Kylie Jenner or Taylor Swift taking planes that like, it's like the plane ride itself is like 15, 20 minutes. And it's just yeah. like, you just didn't <laughs> want to fucking drive. Didn't Kim Kardashian say something like, I'm, I, I, I pick, I pick and choose my ways to, f- to combat climate change or something like that <laughs> picture of her on her private jet saying that <laughs> fucking funny. I, to me still the nadir the zenith of all of this like celebrity climate change things was when Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar for The Revenant. Okay, go look this up. I'm not exaggerating. Go look at his fucking acceptance speech. He complained that the crew of the movie had to travel all around the world, fly all around the world, looking for uh, authentic snow to film because of climate change. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big problem. I'll repeat that. A, a film crew to make an imaginary movie about a guy who gets attacked by a bear flew their entire crew around the world because a director wanted authentic snow to film his fucking movie, right? The pomposity and the like total abject lack of self-awareness to say something like that, to say this vanity fucking project that I made I do you know how do you know how much I had to do you know how much time I had to spend in first class flying around in first class until I could find enough snow to film my movie? It's just like how 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 are you this kind of person who doesn't understand what they're saying? And and didn't he then get on like a private jet and fly back to the states or something and like yeah. Yeah, yachts and stuff? But but again, that 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 statement, the idea of like we had to work so hard to make this movie, we flew to the the to we flew to the south of Argentina and then we flew to the north of Norway and we flew here and we flew there and all of our crew and all of our gear, yeah. like talking about their fucking dinosaur Godzilla sized carbon footprint that you and I could like build a little town inside the dents that their like giant foot leaves in the ground. <laughs> like, couldn't you just set like three people to go look at the snow? <laughs> like, or like, oh, yeah. Or again, or, or just maybe, call somebody and be like, Hey, what is the snow like there? Well, but also again, it whiffs of, it's like the eat the bugs thing. It's like a celebrity saying, Hey guys watching me at home, do more so that it would be easier for me to make movies in real snow. How about you make a movie that is entirely carbon neutral because it's a fucking frivolity that isn't important to the survival of the human race? How about fucking do that, Leonardo DiCaprio? Did you see the joke? I got I to gotta credit Matt's idea shop on Twitter for this joke. 
Because, uh, you know, there's this whole thing about Leonardo DiCaprio. He always breaks up at women when they turn 25, right? And there's this, like, graph that shows how this always happens. And so there was an article that he had his eye on some model who's 27 or whatever. And Max Adishop wrote that inflation was so bad that Leonardo DiCaprio was going after a 27-year-old. <laughs> 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 so the, good. The, the best joke I saw about that was somebody wrote, Did you guys ever think that maybe Leonardo DiCaprio just really cares about women who aren't old enough to rent their own cars and he wants yeah. to help them out? Exactly. I said maybe he just wants his girlfriend to always be under his own health insurance. <laughs> so they're like, Oh, you're turning 26 next year. Bye. Yeah, sorry. I gotta kick you out of the house now. You know, rules are rules. Yeah, and so yeah, the um, the the whole sort of obliviousness about uh, climate change from celebrities. It's it's again. They never say you'll never read something about how like anything gourmet that is uh, extremely uh, uh, like climate unfriendly. Mm-hmm. is a thing that should go away. It's never Wagyu beef. It's never it's never bluefin crab and it's never beluga caviar that yeah. are the things that need to go away. It's always you that's got to tighten your belt. Because the and the implication is and this is a this is a thing that's that's true like New York really good. If you have ever lived in New York or for an extended period of time or any period of time mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, that's like a microcosm of that phenomenon. The idea that like a poor people need to be better. They need to like raise themselves to the standard of rich people. Uh, and, but not in like a social mobility way, meaning like they need to live better, quote unquote, because their lives are fucking up rich people's lives that are just as wasteful and just as consumerist and just as like unhealthy to the environment. But because they're rich, it's like, okay, I pay carbon credits and I, you know, I have stock in a green energy company. And so I'm offsetting the shit that I do. What are you fucking poor people doing? Eat the bugs. That's what you need to do. You need to do is eat the bugs so that I can continue eating steak and stuff and offset my carbon credits by <laughs> by kickstarting a fucking wind farm or something like that. Is Joe Biden, like, going by your house right now? Um... <laughs> no, no, it would have been way, it would have been way, no, it would have been way more involved in that. Yeah, I'm on one of the routes that the presidential motorcade occasionally takes to probably to Andrews. Uh, thinking about it, probably. Also, mm-hmm. I live kind of closish to the vice president's residence. I don't like saying it like that. The VP's residence. It's like the, the Naval Observatory is what it's called. So yes. I got, yeah, I got motorcades going by here sometimes. It's it's very loud. I got lots of helicopters here too sometimes anyway um so I, that was uh, that was that i think do you want to like do you want to talk some uh, some house of the the dragon neil do you have anything to say about this or were you to, wanting to talk house of the dragon i see him in the um i see him in the chat because he's in the he's in the listener queue yeah. i just want to know if to bring him on before we switch topics or if he's cool waiting i know he's been there for a minute yeah, I know he's just been chilling out there for the beginning, which is fine. Um, let's bring him on. You're on the air. Hey, I, I just wanted to call in about uh, Jen's comment about the MCU getting like somewhat complicated uh, recently mm-hmm. with all the TV shows, and I wanted to push back. 
and say that. Especially after, like, all the, like, pre-Disney Plus shows uh, were, like, retconned. It's, like, I think it's now it's, like, quite simple, actually. I don't know. That was that was what I wanted to call it. Do you I mean, like, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think it's somewhat complicated. And like I was saying, if somebody is new to the MCU or somebody's just wanting to get into it, and now you look at this and you have, like, all this content that you have to consume, and it's just, like, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I, but, look, I'll put it. It's mostly good content, right? So I don't know. I don't think it's, it's that big of an ass. Oh sure, no, no, but okay. So I'll, 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 uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, support what Jen says here, only in the sense that I'm, uh, I'm going through the entire MCU now with someone who like is a total, totally doesn't know anything about it. Yes, a nor, yes, a I'm sorry, I use that, I use that word, and I get laughed at. But, uh, but yes, a normie. Uh, and it's, it's a task. And, and once you get to the shows, I'm just the time sink, whatever, it doesn't matter because yeah, it takes a long time to watch. 40 movies and 16 shows or whatever. But, uh, but once you hit the shows, it starts being like, okay, we're going to have to take a break from watching all these movies to watch a TV show, <laughs> yeah. go back to the movies, then watch two more TV shows. It's just like, it becomes this kind of weird. It's, from, a, it's yeah, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it just, it starts as a, as an extended movie marathon and then becomes something mm-hmm. slightly more involved than that, I think is a, is a good way to, to uh, to describe that, and then you gotta watch What If, which is an animated series, and mm-hmm. wait until wait until Werewolf by Night, which is some kind of weird, jokey, like, but also maybe somehow connected to the MCU thing yeah, that's weird and really bad. I think yeah, some weird one-off Halloween thing that I'm sure is going to connect to everything somehow. It was directed by Michael Giacchino, the composer. <laughs> Very strange, yeah. And it's Gael Garcia Bernal who's playing Werewolf by Night, which is like a a pretty big casting for something that ridiculous. I don't know. It's just... I, but yes, it's like that's what it's... It's turning into like you got to do that kind of stuff. But it's... I mean, it's, it's still fun. Like, I still like it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I just... Like, pre-Disney Plus, you had to watch like all the Netflix shows, all the uh, like ABC shows and all that. And now Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of yeah. Really, yeah, mm-hmm. Duncan. It's so sad because the first five seasons are, like, a really good show. And that was clearly the intended, like, end. And then it was renewed for season six and seven, which are really terrible. Wasn't, um, didn't they have, like, weird, didn't they have, like, weird, like, uh, heel turns where a good guy turned out to have been bad all along? All along. Um, yes. I don't remember, honestly. So I think there was, like, there scrolls was, yeah. and shit. Yeah, they got a red yeah, kind of now because they're doing scrolls now. Yeah. The mm-hmm. um, and now, yeah, now, like, uh, they're, now, like, the dare, the, it turns out like the Daredevil show that they're making now is a reboot, quote unquote. Um, but it's you know it's it's probably going to be a mild reboot, meaning like they're not going to like retell the story of Daredevil. I, I highly doubt it. I think they're going to kind of, I think they're going to kind of assume you know a bunch already. Like they what they did with Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's take uh, another caller. I like we have more than one caller. Look at that. Yay. So we're gonna go to Joe. Uh, how do I do this? Make next caller. There we go. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, guys. First time, long time. <laughs> First time, long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to um, talk a little uh, House of the Dragon. I saw that was in the title. Awesome. Um, and. Uh, yeah, this this most recent episode was really uh, was really something. Um, I did I did want to ask just um, as far as ground rules. Um, 
should we not bring up fire and blood spoilers? Uh, oh, so like for, yeah, I, I think uh, we should not because okay. I also don't really know. Um, and so, yeah, like I think I think we should keep this hot D, as they call it, <laughs> hot D centric. Um, no, fair yeah, fair I mean that that's yeah, I mean that title is now. <laughs> That's Speaking yes. Of. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, right? Everyone was like, "Ha ha, funny! What a funny acronym!" And now it's like, now you got to say it all sexily. This yeah. one, hot D. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this episode pretty much um, centers around Ooh. that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do I know. Speaking of the queen and and having relations with your uncle. <laughs> fucking yeah for, for those for, for those of you who don't get that joke um queen elizabeth and prince philip her husband who was now deceased they're both deceased i believe he was her cousin twice removed correct? Yeah, like, yeah but i like but yeah but i mean in general like you know the royal lines and yeah it wasn't it wasn't quite targaryen but it wasn't completely you know what we would like to see either yes i know i made a joke about that i said they need to like they need to marry prince george off to liana targaryen (laughs) to liana valerian (laughs) because she has she has windsor blood on her mother's side or something like that (laughs) like we would fly our british dragons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go ahead uh joe house of the dragon episode four i i have to say and i mean we should credit game of thrones for at least kind of easing us in with incest because if we had house of the dragon first there we would just be revolted at the idea of a girl and her uncle getting it on so i'm just glad we had to get it out of the way first with brothers and sisters getting it on too before we could take the logical next step so we that's a very yeah that's that. a very interesting point yeah and i've actually i've thought about that as far as the targaryens because if everybody remembers all the way back to season one of game of thrones the original plan was for dumb Viserys, which is what i'm calling him now as opposed to the smart Viserys we have now the original it's smart-ish well smarter than dumb Viserys. um <laughs> The idea and the plan was that he was going to somehow go and take back King's Landing, and then him and Daenerys would get married, and then he obviously sold her off to Khal Drogo for his army, and then we were off to the races, but yeah, before that happened, it was very much a thing where everyone was like, ew, that's kind of gross, and now we're just being like, Targaryens be like that sometimes, so it's like yeah, it's I mean, not and, as weird as yeah. It well, yeah, I know, I know. Then there's there's many examples of this, including like the Targaryen Aegon the Conqueror, who married his two sisters. He had two sister wives, which is like a weird, like literal <laughs> sister wives, not yeah, like, like yeah. sister wives. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I mean, they were both. They were they were sister wives in both senses. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, I, I I actually like that point of yours where it, it, it we are we do come to this show like fully expecting pregnant women to get stabbed in the stomach and uh, every kind of like social taboo we have to be totally flaunted and so we're. You know, it's it's a little hard to shock us. I mean, that scene in the first episode was pretty was pretty graphic, but uh, but yeah, I think I think after after the mountain crushed, uh, uh, what's his face's face, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Omni Man style. Uh, I think that and nobody ever felt 
totally relaxed watching any episode of Game of Thrones. (laughs) It's kind of like Homelander, right? If you watch The Boys, every time Homelander is on screen, you're like, ah, I gotta, I can't relax. I got my butts clenched the entire time because, like, who's he gonna laser in the face? Yeah, like something like that. Yes, and so yeah, in that same way, I think we're all approaching this show like, ah, what what horrors lurk in this episode? Yeah, yeah, no, and there's, um, uh, I'm not saying, but there's plenty, and uh, and I, I really can't wait for, you know, people's reactions, especially as we do get further down the line with the uh, the final episodes and the, the coming seasons. There's, uh, the, I, I think there's going to be some internet-breaking moments. Um, Ooh, that's good. I like to yeah. hear that. I like to hear that, because I, I was a Game of Thrones guy. I was a Song of Ice and Fire guy. Uh, I was one of those people who were like, oh, my God, this show, once this show, I was one of those people saying, like, once this show gets to season three, you're going to see some serious yeah. shit. Like, I remember, like, tweeting that, like, before the first season got, like, oh, I hope they get to season three, dot, 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 right? <laughs> and so, and I enjoy, I have a love-hate uh, relationship with uh, reaction videos. Oh, like, I, I generally, okay, so I generally, like, I, 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 I like that when I see something and I have a big reaction to it. I have the urge to go see how other people react to it. And yeah, like the, the, the Mac daddy of all time of those was like the red wedding one where yeah. it, it really became a huge meme. I think it was the first time that a reaction was like that widespread and that everybody knew. And like everybody had a friend who knew to film their <laughs> friend fucking watching it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had one friend that read the books and they were just like ready. They were just waiting. Oh, I'm just like, on my phone. You. I'm just <laughs> randomly on my phone. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, just doing a thing here. Don't, don't worry about yeah. me. Exactly. It was the biggest, it was the biggest set of like shocked reactions since two girls, one cup. <laughs> Which was actually the first viral reaction videos. That's that, what actually started the genre. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ugh. A little bit, a little please, bit of internet. If you don't, don't go, don't please don't Google that. If you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> for the love of God, do not Google it. <laughs> yeah, just 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 stay with the red wedding. Yes. You don't need to go. To it's called. They call it in internet circles stuff like that, and that was called the info hazard, meaning like it's a bit of information that like merely knowing has a chance of, like, irrevocably damaging you. (laughs) It's like knowing the true name of Cthulhu or something like that. You know, like, you'll go insane just knowing it. (laughs) It's actually like just saying Lemon Party and waiting for someone to go Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Lemon Party. All of those, yes, Meat Spin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> don't Google any of this is our, welcome back to our section things you should never Google. Yes. Yes, blue waffle is another one. Do not Google any of these things, yes. please. <laughs> and and we apologize for being like old and being on the internet for way too long that we know all of this stuff. Yeah, it's like exactly. We're like the veterans in Vietnam, like, yeah, we said some shit, man. <laughs> Man, I'm tell, I'll tell you what, like these kids nowadays, they would not survive the two girls, one cup era. Let exactly. me tell you what. You ever been, you ever been goat seed, son? Exactly. You don't know, you don't know the, the era of the screamers and shit like that, right? Remember those fucking screamers? Oh man, I got caught by one of those so bad I thought I was going to pass out. Like, I don't oh think God. I had ever... 
I don't think, you know, you get star, you know, you get startled. That's the famous South Park joke where it's like, yeah. it's not scary. It's so startling. Yes. Uh, oh I'm my so God. I'm so, st- I'm so startled. I love, <laughs> I love that episode so much. But like, I had never gotten so startled that it was that like my heart was still pounding like an hour later and I couldn't like, I had to like, I was so on edge. Oh, uh-huh. terrible, terrible. <laughs> Fucking screamers. They have like TikToks like that now, which is like not <laughs> the not new the generation. Same. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, Joe, uh, any other comments before we move on to JD? Oh, no, no, just, um, yeah, uh, really, um, really enjoying the show so far. Um, I think, um, well, it helps that, like, they have material that's been written. So, yeah. Thank God, yes, yes. A full, yes. a full story, yes, a fully formed story, essentially. Like, the story outlines. That's cool. Because then they can, like, write their own dialogue and they can make up some of the, like, nitty-gritty details. Because I know in abstract, I know that Fire and Blood um, is... Uh, almost written like a, 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 an after-the-fact historical text that has different yeah. sources. Like I do. Yeah. Like I'm waiting. I'm still waiting to see Mushroom. <laughs> I know who mu- I know who Mushroom is, and so I'm still I'm still waiting for a Mushroom Easter egg. <laughs> and, and like I pointed out, especially with prequels, like we know how the Targaryen story ends, so it's not going to be like a season eight of Game of Thrones where we're just like. Mir, how does this end? I don't yeah. know. Here we well, go. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's like watching Saved Private Ryan and being like, I know we won, so like, who cares? Who cares? Spoiler alert: we won the we won the war. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks a lot, Joe. And we're gonna thanks, we're gonna yeah we're gonna take uh, JD. Good evening, JD. Oh, oh. Hey, what up? Uh-oh. There you uh-oh. go. Hey, yeah. Guys. I, I'll give you, yeah, pro tip, because I know what happened to JD. When you hit the unmute button on your phone or the mute button, it takes like a second. So just like hit it, leave it alone for a second, and you'll see it'll unmute. I know. It, for some reason, it doesn't react instantly. Hmm. Can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no interrupting your show. Now. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go on with your show, JD. Oh, oh I'm. <laughs> You guys are dorks. I love you so much. <laughs> no, so, anyways, I know that we're talking about Game of Thrones, and I know that I have vocally said that I don't watch Game of Thrones. What do you guys think of Episode 3 of Rings of Power? Oh, cool. We can talk about that. I, we can absolutely talk about that. Go ahead, Jen. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, and I've obviously already given my spiel about how I feel about Rings of Power versus House of the Dragon, but... Episode three is one of those where it's like, this is why I try and tell people like, okay, stick with a show for a couple of episodes and see where this is going. Because episode three, obviously, this is the one that's basically setting up the rest of the season. And there's a lot going on. I mean, basically, at this point, you've got three separate storylines that you're basically following. But now we've we've got... We've got orcs and we've got wargs, and that was very violent and unexpected. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. It did go surprisingly gory with that wargs. Yeah, that was good. Somebody called him Ugly Sonic, and now I can't unsee it. He looks a little like the warg. Looks a little like the the ugly design of <laughs> oh Sonic God. the Hedgehog that they had to redesign. It's very funny about it. But yeah. I also this is another case 
of I remember I said uh, I think this was uh, either in episode one or two of uh, Rings of Power where an orc breaks into the home of the woman and her son, the Southlander woman and her son, and almost kills both. Of, like they have, it's a major problem for them to deal with one orc, right? And by extension, I, that makes like an Aragorn or a Legolas like seem much more powerful by comparison. Like they cut them down like uh, as a matter of course. And uh, I, the same thing happened here with the warg. Like, the wargs were, like, a, a big deal in uh, in Two Towers. But they were still, like, you know, manageable if you had, like, weapons. But now it's these, like, essentially unarmed elves. And even these elves are, like, super skilled and <clears throat> have really good, like, tactics. Like, they try to, like, uh, break their chains in, like, a really efficient way. I like that. Where they're all kind of in weird, almost like a supernatural sync, like mind sync, where they're like, they all know to like stretch the chains and then all beat on them at the same time to like try to break them. I liked all that, but still, like, there were no match for that one thing and it kind of tore them to shreds a little bit. Yeah, like literally. Yeah. And uh, 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 yeah, go ahead, JD. Well, and so I've really enjoyed it. And like I said before, I'm reading the books right now. And so a lot of it's clicking together and making more sense. One of my buddies was tweeting out saying that he liked Game of Thrones better, well, House of the Dragon yeah. better mm-hmm. than Rings of Power. And I messaged him and it's like, and I'm like, have you ever read the books before? And he's like, no, I've never read the books. And then I told him, look, this is a five season project that they have going on. You have to let them set up the story. House of the Dragon it's a prequel, but they already basically have the story set up for Game of Thrones. And so this is different than the movies. It's going to be a lot slower paced, and so you just have to let them build it up. But I think what you guys just said, they kind of have the three different storylines going on. They've got, like, Gladriel doing her own thing, and then um, that one elf that gets captured, he's doing his own thing. And then you've got the Harfoots doing their own thing. And so now it's like we've got the three stories established. There, I mean, there's a couple more. You could count like Elrond and Celebrimbor and Durin, all of that. We'll see. I think maybe yeah. we're going to see more of them this uh, episode. But I do think it's all going to – so we know that um, we know that Elendil's uh, uh, um, uh, daughter – is an architect of some kind. She got accepted to like the Masons thing. And we know Celebrimbor wants to build a big forge. Maybe that's going to play into it. Maybe she's going to help him design it, all kinds of stuff like that. The Harfoots. So here's the thing, Jen, with, that Jen was talking about with like uh, sticking with the show and letting it uh, establish something. I saw a lot of people frown about the Harfoot storyline. Forget that it's the least interesting one that I'll, I'll grant, but they were very upset at like how fucked up, Harfoot society is, right? It's pretty messed up. They act like they're all very united. You know, they sing this song like about nobody goes off trail, nobody walks alone. But like, that's not true at all. They go on a death march. And if you can't keep up, you're like left behind. And I think... Like the baton death march. Yes, exactly. It's like a weird... It's like like, uh, the Oregon Trail... You know, and like somebody <laughs> dies of dysentery along the way. It's like, see ya. Um, but here's what I think. I think they're setting up because Harfords are like proto hobbits. Like they're like the yeah. people came before the hobbits. I think they're setting up their transition from being like a nomadic uh, survival yeah. of the fittest society to being like a, a settled 
community-based yeah, like because the Shire Hobbits and the Shire are yeah. so tightly community-based, very antithetical to this situation in which each family uh, pushes its own wagon. And like Poppy, you know, uh, who's the little girl's friend, Poppy, yeah. is like orphaned. Her entire family died like in a mudslide, which you kind of discovered in this episode. But she's walking by herself. Like she's pushing her own cart by herself. Like nobody's, you know, nobody's like uh, brought her into their own. Even them, even the family that's like the the Brandyfoots. Yeah. Even they, they, she's like walking separately from them. It's so, there's something like weirdly insidious there, I think. And I, I, I actually like it, but I, yeah, I want to see where it's going. Like, there's so much more to go, I guess, in theory. I mean, it's still like a season that has to end, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and kind of going off what um, you guys were talking about last week and also on the pod, Neon, I, I screenshotted your uh, tweet about the Lord of the, Ra- uh, the Rings of Power, on, Lord of the Rings on Prime account doing the racism letter. And I put it on my Insta story because I basically just take screenshots of tweets and put it on Instagram. Yeah. One of, one of my fiance's friends responded to it and she's like, I don't know who this neon guy is, but we need to talk about the racism. And I'm like, what do you mean we need to talk about the racism? And she's like, it's very important and we can't be racist towards people of color and we have to, you know, protect them, blah, blah, blah. It's the only thing that people are talking about on TikTok. And I'm like, um, I wouldn't have ever known that there was racism towards the cast because I'm not racist towards the cast. I don't care if they're people of color. Like, that's fine. As long as they're good actors, that's all I care about. And the fact that Lord of the Rings, the fact that Amazon published an apology letter that was really stupid, like you pointed out, it just blew it up. And so if truly on TikTok, the only thing that people are talking about is racism, then they're letting the racists win because they have taken the focus away from the show and they've put it on the thing that the racists want to talk about. It's just the new, this is the new way to do things, unfortunately. That, you know, where the only acceptable, uh, both corporate and, and, you know, from like the people who are the offended parties, the perpetually offended parties, is for you to make some kind of grand declaratory statement like that. I mean, we've, yeah. yeah, and we've talked about this before, especially in journalism, where there's this whole style of journalism where it's, people are being racist against rings of power, and then they, they cite, like, three randos with, like, 20 followers on Twitter, and it's like, who cares what these people are saying? Yeah, and look, and there were some, and by the way, <clears throat> there were some <clears throat> articles about it, including, like, in the... In some pretty big paper, I think. <clears throat> and um, that made like a reasoned argument about why the racial casting is like awkward, right? That's fu- like even if you think that the take is dumb, right? It's different from the edge, edge lordy uh, internet people who, who legitimately think – Again, like what we've talked about, we've, we've spoken about how we're both really tired of like the anti-woke paranoia. Yeah. And the, the constant that, question of, is it woke whenever you talk about any new media property? Yes. And, and I don't think, I, I mean, I, I understand why people have gotten to that point, right? Where people have been pushed to that point. 
Um, and, and so I like I get why they're so super suspicious of every time that happens. But I do feel like at some point it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And now it's just the default position in the same way that a progressive culture critic looks at everything through the lens of like, how diverse is it? What does it do? It's, you know, if does it does it talk about any political theme? And if it does, does it do it correctly? Does it take the right position? And does it take the right position correctly? Right. It's not enough to take the correct position. You also have to do it in the right way. Um, I think uh, I think we should take uh, uh, Joe's call uh, because we're uh, running up against the end of the show. Thank you very much, JD. Always nice to have Thank you on the you. call. So we're going to take the other Joe. I hope you don't mind that I call you other Joe. <laughs> Joe too. Hi, <laughs> uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, good. I've actually been in a, a multi-Joe situation pretty often. Uh, <laughs> Joe. The multi-Joe um, of madness. <laughs> it, it happens a lot with the name Joe. Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Hot D, the Hot D Hot Goss. Oh, yes, of course. See, we, even, we didn't even get to the Hot Goss part of Hot D, right? <laughs> yeah, so it actually does look like we will be getting mushroom in some form. Um, oh, that's good. There was in the promotional material for the next episode a uh, a brief shot of a dwarf who looked to be mushroom based on actually it seems like he's a jester. Oh, interesting. And right after the episode that had all of the because because mushroom here's what I know I know that mushroom is a because you know if you read like um like Herodotus like a history book like a real world history book that was written historically. It's always like, I spoke to three men of this and that lineage, and here's what one said, and here's what the other said. And that's what the uh, Fire and Blood is like. And Mushroom is this, like, jester. And uh, I think that his whole thing was like, oh, and these two had sex, and he fucked this person, and this yeah. person stuck his dick in that person. And it's like all, it's like all the, like, literally, like, the hot goss. And gossip, so, yeah. yeah. And so, of course, he's going to show up now that all the fucking sex happened in the previous yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the sources in, in Fire and Blood are Mushroom is one of the primary sources, and the other main one is a maester. And yeah, Mushroom is basically always the one who's like, there was an orgy, I was part of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> yes, here's me at the orgy. My friends are just out of uh, out of frame yeah. having an orgy. <laughs> here's my selfie at the orgy. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad we didn't get to talk about the, the scene. Because I wanted to talk about it my, was, my girl Rhaenyra uh, yeah. just deciding that, you know, she going to fuck somebody. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, it was the idea of, well, they unfortunately they didn't do a, a particularly great job of like explaining what happened there where he kind of seduced her and then like ran, ran away. But it was a little unclear whether or not he was also it being impotent in that moment. Uh, the thing I didn't think about until somebody who like did a analysis about the episode video pointed out was that the reason he took her the reason what so potentially his plan was literally to take her there to be seen having some kind of sexual act with her but that he didn't actually do it right so that's mm-hmm. why he took her hat off he wanted people to see oh no it's Princess Rhaenyra in a brothel with Prince Damon. Right. And so like to kind of hurt her and to hurt, you know, hurt everybody. Essentially, he wanted her as her wife, blah. Um, I like that. But I don't 
I don't know. I like the po- the po- the political machinations. I like that everybody's kind of uh, everybody's kind of playing an angle. And basically, Otto Hightower just managed to completely screw himself over because he didn't stop to think for like fifteen minutes about the fact that maybe you're not the one that should just be like running up into the king's chamber. Like, hey, guess what I heard. I heard that your brother and your daughter had sex in a brothel. Yeah, like, I mean, he over... Yeah, well, so in a sense, he overplayed his hand, but also Damon, yeah. like, was was like, yeah, I did it. Fucking what? Well, <laughs> well yeah, because, I mean, I again, and, and this goes back to we've discussed the whole thing about us thinking he's impotent. Like, okay, if he put it out there, like, okay, I didn't do this, people would be like, okay. He also has a wife and no kids. He has a mistress, no kids. He didn't have sex with Rhaenyra. People are going to start talking about him. So there's a <laughs> there's a motivation for him to lie about this. Uh, yeah. I, the thing I liked about the firing of, uh, of Otto was, again, it wasn't cartoon villainy like, be gone from my face. He was like, I learned a lot from you. But you're too emotionally involved in this, and I can't, I can't trust you anymore because it's your daughter. You obviously, obvi- what grandfather would not want his grandson to be heir to the Iron Throne? Of course, you want that. And I, unfortunately, because of that, I can't trust your advice anymore. Like I thought that was great. Like I thought that scene played out really great. And uh, whatever his name is, who plays Viser- Viserys, so good in this. Just ride that scene where he's having sex with the Alicent. And she's totally dead faced because, like, that's you know, that's she's doing her, like queenly duties, and he's yeah. rotting. He has these like festering wounds on his back because he's just like slowly rotting away. Ugh, so good, right? And right, and, and like it was contrasting with like how like uh, hot and exciting Rhaenyra's sexual experiment was and whatever. Just mm-hmm. sort of the, that's why I like these episodes. Like every scene and is very well thought out in that sense, like visual storytelling and. Uh, a lot of good framing in this episode. I know that sounds like uber film nerd shit, but like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Joe. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the part of Otto's firing where Viserys is like, everything I know about being a king, you taught me, which is kind of a really a really funny meta joke because he's sort of known as the the really incompetent king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and 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 by the way, like a thing I like is that. Uh, it shows in that he's incompetent, but he's not stupid. He's neither stupid nor like like crazy. He's just not. It's just too like it's too big for him. Like this, the 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 role is too big for him. Yeah, like he automatically grasped as soon as Otto went in there and told him about Damon and Rhaenyra. He's like, oh, so you sent somebody to go spy on my daughter. <laughs> and Otto had to stand there looking like a stupid idiot because, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Just yes, you, duh, no, yeah. You no, duh, your grace. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. No fucking shit, your grace. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and, yeah, and, you know, and he ma- he decided he was going to marry Allison. Like, he, he's one of those people. It's kind of brilliant. Like, he's one of those characters who... Uh, gets pushed around and at some point says, I'm going to put my foot down now and it's never the right time. It's always the wrong time and he always puts his foot down and does the wrong thing. Like the one time he's like, you know what? I'm going to marry who I want because I'm fucking king, right? And it's like the worst decision ever, right? (laughs) And then later he's even like, oh wait, hold on. Like years later he has two kids with her and then he's like to Otto, he's like, Oh shit! You sent her to my room. <laughs> yeah, like oh. 
It's, like, it's like it took you this long to figure it out. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yes, it was like, oh, wait, she was wearing her dead mother's dress. <laughs> <laughs> think like it was four set years up all along. Yeah, exactly. Four years. It's like George Costanza driving home from the thing, like all of a sudden realizing what he should have, like what uh, dunk he should have told the other guy. It's four years later. He's on the can. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, I th- oh my god. <laughs> all right, Joe. Thank you for joining us. Uh, um, awesome, uh, awesome uh, callers. This show. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, ooh, Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're just about done. Uh, we are actually uh, still uh, going to have an uh, uh, ambitious crossover attempt this weekend. Uh, but Colin, next weekend, I believe, is going to be off, yeah. as will be ambitious crossover attempt. We're going on a little mini-cation uh, because I won't be able to record being on a little excursion. Details to come on social media. Check out my socials. Smash that like and subscribe button to get updates on my life, y'all. Check out my vlogs channel, Neon Vlogs, on TikTok. I'm a travel vlogger now. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. It's another fun episode. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess Jen can like uh, hand out, you get a plug, and you get a plug, and you get a plug. Yes, but the only people getting plugs are us. So, <laughs> obviously, you know where to find us here on Colin, usually Wednesday nights at 8.30 Eastern. As Noam said, we will not be doing it next week because he will be on the wing. So, obviously, you can find us here. You can listen to us live. You can listen to us after the fact on Colin or on your podcast catchers. Our main podcast, Ambitious Crossover Attempt usually comes out on Mondays and you can find that also on all your podcast catchers on you know Google, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Smash Audible, all that good stuff. You can find us on Twitter at AMBXOver. You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at jenmonroe.substack.com. Yay, I'm Neon Taster on Twitter. And also youtube.com slash C slash Neon Taster for my haiku, the robot stream uh videos and also twitch.tv slash neon taster uh where i've been streaming elden ring and also make sure to follow ambitious crossover attempt on youtube the links will be in the description of this episode and also in uh on uh ambx over on twitter uh because we're gonna be doing uh live shows probably at some point and we want to like build a little bit of you guys uh, uh, both like the people who like the call show and the people who listen to the actual pod do something similar with maybe some video, maybe do like reactions and watch-alongs and things of that nature. We're workshopping it. There's a lab. Yep. Thanks a lot. Have a good night and uh, we'll catch you all on Amp X Over. Bye. Good night. Bye everybody.